Okay, we're going to start in five, four, three, two, one. So, welcome to the AAGP podcast. Today, we'll be going over the third commandment and how it all relates to us and how we kind of see it, the vibe it gives us. So, who wants to start? Who's going to start? Well, actually, I wanted to ask you guys... What makes it so difficult to actually keep this commandment? Well, I mean, if you look at it, I think it's really the most demanding commandment, um, especially in the modern day. Um, the, the, most of the other commandments, I think, we already do, right? Honor that your mother and father, you've been taught that since you were born, really. Why wouldn't you? Um, yeah, hold the hold the Lord as, as, as the most high. I mean, you, you kind of have to do that, right? That's not all that demanding. Um, for just an everyday Catholic or Christian. Where this gets foggy is when it starts telling you that you need to go to church or you need to do something every single Sunday, every single week. Um, and that's, that's where it starts getting um, kind of more demanding than any other commandment for just the average person. Um, and I feel like that's why people struggle with it so much. It's because it's taking an entire day out of your life, out of every week to then give to the Lord, which is not a small ask. I mean, it's 52 times a year, and you have to go, you spend the entire morning there, then you have your parents talking to your little family after, you're not home until like four, and then I think the entire reason people don't do it is because, like Ramo said, you have to actually do something. The rest is just engraved into you. Like, you've always been taught. Right. But I, what? I'm sorry. It also takes, um, I guess, a large amount of planning because you also have to decide. You're not supposed to do work on this day. You're supposed to fully dedicate yourself to God. So the question is really, when are you going to do your homework? When are you going to study for the test on Monday? Do you do it on Friday? Do you do it on Saturday? Do you risk not or almost forgetting the material? So those are all questions that we have to ask ourselves as students. Absolutely. And I think... Um, another major issue with this is for us, at least in the modern day, we're not getting constantly tempted with polytheism or another God or people telling us to disrespect our parents or, and the list goes on. Who we are being tempted with is going out with your friends on Sunday morning, going to play golf on Sunday morning, going to do X, Y, or Z on Sunday morning rather than going to church. Yeah, connecting back to that point, uh, I think that it's just because of what we live in, as in we're almost encouraged for every day. We're encouraged to be on the grind. Like, we're encouraged to do all these activities together as people every single day and work on something every single day and not to have spare time, which is what this commandment asks of us. Yeah, so I think that when we think of this commandment, like Ramo said, when you want to play golf in the morning, it's kind of redundant to have to go to church every single week. And, oh, by the way, Ramos, I told you that because of the echo. It was echoing because you had taken it off. But anyway, as I was saying, that action of having to go every single morning or do all these different things really doesn't pay justice to what you actually get from it. So... I kind of feel bad for the like how going to church on Sunday has become almost like taboo 
for our generation. And it's kind of crazy. Like, if I hear a person go to church every Sunday, I'll be like, there's no way you actually go. Like, there's no right. chance. But, I think that's, we'll finish. but yeah, so I think we need to make it less of a taboo and maybe even like make it more accessible because the church needs to evolve as in the fact that, for example, not everybody's going to be able to go to church on Sunday, for example, during the pandemic or during different times of the year. So I think virtual masses are a great way to involve yourself on Sunday. Yeah, but at the same time, virtual mass, I feel, isn't as effective as a normal mass because it also helps to encourage, you know, looking at your phone when in a mass environment, you never do a thing like that. Or, you know, just doing some other work when in a mass environment, that's basically impossible. Yeah, You also don't think of your house as a place of sacred worship. But one thing that I wanted to ask you guys is what do you actually do on Sunday that tends you from not going to Mass? Oh, study, a million percent. Uh, especially all the AP exams that are coming up this week. Uh, I think it's very important to study possibly weeks or days in advance, more so than any other exam. And it's just very important to do that, take every moment you have, including the Sundays that we should be keeping holy in order to get that four instead of a three. Rather than a five instead of a four. Or even a three instead, instead of a two passing. Like, like these Sundays can make a difference for that. I mean, you are right in that sense of the fact, but I feel like not a lot of us wake up on Sunday to study, unless you do. Power to you. Nobody does that. I sleep in. That's like my thing. Like, I want to sleep. I'm sorry. Like, I go to sleep at like 12, wake up at 6 30. Six and a half hours of sleep isn't ideal. So on Sunday, I'm like knocked out to like 12, 11 o'clock. That's fair. So why don't you just go to mass, let's say, in the evening? Because then I wanted to stop at night. Yeah, I mean, like, the perfect time would be in the morning if it wasn't on a Sunday. I think the ideal time would be, like, maybe uh, Friday in the morning. Because so there's the... So I'm sorry to interrupt, but is it more of a problem then? And that it's not necessarily Sunday, but our idea of what a Sunday should be. As in, like, we expect Sunday to be... We catch up on all the homework we did one Saturday because we were playing video games and we were relaxing or whatever. Like, is that the reason why all of us seemingly don't do this? Like, if it was on a Monday, for example. Like, we were obligated to go on a Monday after our classes. Would it be as important or as difficult to do than Sunday? I mean, I think it'd be a lot easier on Friday because, like, for example, Thursday, you can't go out. Usually. Because you have school on Friday. So imagine if, crazy idea, but Len involves this idea where on Friday from 8 to 9, we have mass, and then we finish with our day. So we, st- we still have school. It's like a mass day every Friday. It's like a Sabbath. Instead well, of having I mean, to go every single Sunday. Schools like Epiphany does that. Every Friday, they have mass in the morning. But let's think about what mass at school means for us. I mean, last Friday, we had mass on Friday. And what did that look for us? That looked like sitting in your classroom, goofing around until the mass ended. You go, you get your snack, and you go back to class and you finish. We didn't really pay attention to the mass. We, it's hard when you're in a school environment with the boys in the classroom to really give yourself fully mentally to what's happening in the mass. Yeah, I mean, we've all had experiences like that, especially in, with teachers that really, I don't want to say they don't care, but they're just kind of like, 
accepted the fact that we're going to fool around. I mean, some teachers could be very, like, adamant and making sure we don't talk, making sure we pay attention in mass. Where there's just other teachers that don't provide that environment. environment. So I'm not quite sure if it's the teacher's fault for not being able to provide that environment or if it's our fault for having the notion that we need to talk mass in the first place. I really don't think it's either or because I think it's natural for us as teenagers to kind of get in a herd mentality and not really pay attention to Christ in the mass. Not because we don't want to, but because it's not necessarily like cool. And so in that sense... I don't, I don't think, think we should, should really hold fault for that, but then again, again also try to do better in that sense. I feel like at the end of the day, it's always going to be a decision between us. Like, for example, the environment that the teachers don't give us or something like that. We, in reality, in mass, could be doing the exact same things we're doing in the classroom, just not paying attention. Like, I know kids... But the environment, like, you can't say that because the environment's completely different. Because when you're in mass... It's, it's very, very different, different than being in the classroom you're used to talking in. When you're in, for example, the chapel, you're expect- there's an air, there's an expectance for you to be quiet. In a classroom, there's no such thing. I mean, not necessarily, because in reality, the classroom isn't for talking. The classroom's for learning, and that's the experience. Okay, but how many of us talk and how many of us... I mean, it's not that we don't learn, but how many of us talk in class? Well, you kind of have to talk in class. What I'm trying to get at is that it's based on the person on if you're going to pay attention to mass or not like the environment like you're not going to have a crazy like loud noises everybody talking to an abundance during these mass days because disciplinary wise um teachers don't allow that like they straight up don't the way that teachers don't care is that they'll just like they won't make us kneel we can just sit there and like sleep the entire time but in reality i think it's based on the person to Keep it up and just pay attention. I think another major issue with this is our mentality as a group. And I don't know if maybe it's just a balloon thing or like a teenager thing. But I find that the majority of us have the mentality of doing the least amount of work possible and still getting to do what we need to get done, right? So that means we have a big assignment to do on Monday, right? We're going to split it up. So we get to do the least amount of work, but still get the grade. We, um, we'd rather cheat on a test than actually study for it. Because least amount of work, maximum payout. I mean, I don't quite know about cheating. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about that. I don't think that's something that I do um, at all, actually. But I mean, hey, it's very strict with all the classrooms and stuff. I mean, I don't know if I wanted to, I could Right. But what I mean is that we all have this ingrained mentality of least amount of work with the maximum payout. Nobody's forcing us to go to mass. So why would we? Why would we pay attention? We get nothing out of it. The only reason we pay attention in class is because it could be useful for the test. There was no test. We're going to pay attention. So I think I see where you're coming from. Why would we pay attention in mass? I mean, it just, I guess it depends on what's, your, what's important to you, I guess. Um, if mass is important to you, if you really take these Ten Commandments seriously, then by nature you're gonna pay attention to mass because you know you understand the importance of what it is. Just how you understand that your grades are important, you understand that Christ is important. And sadly, there's not a whole lot of teenagers that see that today. I mean, at the end of the day, again, easy, how Andres was saying, like least amount of work for is easy payout. 
it's all based on the person. You can't blame it on anybody else. You can't blame it on the situation. If you're gonna, if you want to pay attention to mask, you're gonna pay attention to mask at the end of the day. Like, it's not gonna be an example of like, oh, I can't pay attention because everyone's being loud, or the environment. But, but if you, tr- if you honestly try, and you, let's say, Mr. Sanchez, I can tell you for a fact, every single time, Mr. Sanchez, our teacher. Every single time, pays attention to mass, no matter what, no matter the environment. There could be 7,000 dogs barking, and he'd still be paying attention. Then again, let's, let's kind of think about what is expected of us on Sunday. So maybe you get up early in the morning and go to mass. Or even if you don't do that, you sleep in a bit, maybe you do some reading, then you go to mass in like the evening, noon time, and then after that, you go home, eat lunch with your family. And then, I guess, play games as a family. But how much of us actually do that? How much of us, after dinner, actually go into a room or actually attend something like youth group? And I think it's actually very few of us. Oh, no, for sure. Definitely. I mean, as soon, like, at least in my examples of going to mass on Sundays, I go out to mass, I eat breakfast, I immediately, I immediately go home, and, and it's to the books, or to a game. game. I know, it's, it's not really family post-mass, or really post-meal, in fact. Right. And, and we all just kind of disconnect. disconnect. Like, like, since we all have different schedules, it's kind of almost difficult to have an, a family lunch. So having a family mass is far more difficult, given that not even everyone in my family is religious like that. Yeah, it's also a different thing. Like, for example, I may be Catholic, but my three sisters have zero religious affiliation. They believe in a God. They're agnostic, but they don't really have an affiliation. My parents believe in God. They don't agree with the Catholic Church. And honestly, I'm the same way. I don't really believe that Mass is the best way to go about things. But it's hard to put that thing together, put, put it together to every Sunday, every morning, do all this because we're all just on different schedules. And at the end of the day, some of us just don't believe in that as but a family. Do you say, but do you say that you don't think mass is the way to go about it because it's the easy answer or because you genuinely believe it? It's because I genuinely believe it. Like, at the end of the day, sitting in the church for an hour isn't going to change my effect on how holy I am or how my relationship with God. At the end of the day, it's my relationship with God, not sitting in a chair for an hour, listening to a priest talk about how good God is. I mean, if but at I the end of the day... The notion of going to mass period does, in fact, make you, not necessarily make you more holy, but it does influence your relationship with God. Because if you really didn't care, you wouldn't be going to mass in the first place. You would have never been there. Right. The entire point of Sabbath is to actually pray and strengthen our relationship through worship. Yeah, but I can have a Sabbath without having to go to mass. I can dedicate time to God by myself and my inner relationship with him. And I have to sit in a church. You get me? Like, I, there's, I don't see a reason we have to go to this place of worship. I feel like the place of worship is our head and our relationship with God. Yeah, I mean, that's 100% correct. You are your worship. Your private relationship with God is in your head. A million percent. You, um, I've shown them, like, in the New Testament stories, you're rewarded for keeping your holy life and your privacy. But... It's it's also, that's also just as important as having a community of believers together. Because it's not only like beneficial for your faith, it's beneficial for others who have questions 
or could have, like, have specific issues with things that maybe somebody else could answer and that you never knew about. Yeah, but at the end of the day, are you going out in church going, priest, I don't know the answer to this question. You may see a priest after, but mass in general is just sitting in a chair, listening to them, getting communion, and you're out. You're not worshiping really one-sided it's honestly just a priest exactly talking i mean i feel that like mass is the form of congregation that we have and as soon as mass ends that's the opportunity we receive to talk to the priest after mass or maybe talk to somebody else that's there make a new acquaintance you're gonna tell me that but you're gonna tell me it's not easier to come to school and talk to father willie or talk to your spiritual counselor and have to go to mass sit there for an hour and then talk to a priest after that there's so exactly. many more steps when we have so much more access to a priest exactly that's exactly actually that's exactly what i'm trying to get at is that sitting in a chair and having this priest talk to you for an hour will make maybe 10 percent of the difference that if i go to a youth group and actually express my feelings with someone else, and I'm the one talking, and it's not just the priest telling these things, and you should be doing this for this reason, and this reason, and this, and this, and this. If I'm talking to, for example, Velasquez, Sanchez, or Ramos, I go, what do you think of this? I can't do that in Mass. I can't raise my hand and go, priest, what do I do now? Yeah, but you could do that in a post-Mass like session. Like, for example, when I go to Mass, the priest... As soon as he leaves, he changes really quick, and he comes right outside where we all exit for mass. So we can greet him, we can ask questions, whatever. I mean, you can do that here. That's what I mean. That you can go up right now to uh, to like our tire, the barrios, or Deacon O'Malley, or just about any of the thousands of priests or in Miami County, and just go and ask them a question. I kind of the door. I kind of want to shift the conversation right now. Because I know that Ramos has a story to tell about his grandfather, and I want to actually hear. So, um, actually, so, so my grandpa, um, he's this, uh, short, I guess. He's, like, a crazy hard, uh, religious person. He isn't Catholic. He's actually Baptist. But he is one of those people that is just, like, over the edge. Mm-hmm. He goes to church every Sunday without failure. And this isn't just there for an hour in the morning, mass, ha ha ha, and leaves. He's there from 8 in the morning to 9 o'clock at night. At church, either doing some sort of mass, preaching, doing something at church from 8 in the morning to 9 p.m. So much so that they have a whole kitchen in the church for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner on Sundays. Everybody is there. And I think that's, I mean, he can, he's retired, but if somebody has like a job, how could you afford to spend an entire day of the week at church? I agree, it's impossible. Yeah, I mean, that's not, that's not like realistic, especially in the like, world we live in today. Your, like, your grandfather, he's retired. He can spend any day of the week or which way he wants. If he wants to spend it that way, uh, yeah, props for him. He's he's going above and beyond to honor the Sabbath. But we're not necessarily required to go to mass from eight o'clock to nine p.m. We're not, we're, we're, we can go from mass to eight o'clock to nine o'clock a.m. and then go home and rest. All right, but even with this, do you think that some of the spirituality of your grandfather has rubbed off on you? And the thing is, I don't. I, it's hard to tell how genuine it is. Because, because at the, the same, same time, time, you see him 
Like right, right now, now, he's in the Ecuadorian Amazon, trying, trying to convert indigenous people to, 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 to Catholicism. That's fantastic. But at the same time, how genuine is that? Because you see him outside of church, and he's not one of those people that's all like, he's like praying and all that stuff. And that's, and that's exactly, exactly what we're, we're called, called to be. We're, we're just called to celebrate our lives, like our, our lives outside of mass. We're called to celebrate the privacy. But like, we're not. Like, like we're called to spread the word of God, God, but at the same time, we're also called to pray by ourselves. Like we're, we're called to have, have a private relationship, not an open relationship, to show it off. For example. But I feel. Wait, let's let's hear Romans out. So you're saying that um, you don't know how genuine it is because outside of mass, he's outside of mass, he's. You, you wouldn't. You would, you would never, never guess he's religious at all. He gives off that, which he is that Vietnam vet. Everything sucks, but um, that life is horrible. That um, I just want to leave. But then he goes to church and he's this like holy man of of God. And so I, I just don't know where he lies. Is it just him showing face at church to be that guy? I don't, think, I don't think, think anybody in their right mind would spend 13 hours at mass just to pretend to be holy. Like, I don't think... And, and go to a different country to convince indigenous people to convert to Catholicism. I don't think that's... So, I don't think you can do that and not believe. Or at least have some sort of, like, virtue in God. Yeah, but I, I feel at the end of the day, maybe that's the way he grew up, that he has to be nine hours of church every day. And it's become so, like... Habitual. Habitual that it just doesn't mean anything anymore. He's just going to mass to be there to be like, oh, God's great. But then he goes home and he doesn't live out what God teaches. So I don't know where's the genuine part in that. And as we reach the end, we're at about 22 minutes now. I think at the end of the day, we should all work harder to create a closer relationship with God, no matter the disagreements that we have through how we do it. But yeah, that's what I think. All right. Uh, this has been the. The, this podcast, the AAPG podcast. podcast. Tune in next time. Of course, it's gonna get it. All right. All right.